Amen. Well, good morning again, Shiloh. Oh, let's praise the Lord today. Oh, the song says, glory, glory, hallelujah. Oh, since I laid my burdens down. Friends, don't treat me like they used to since I laid my burdens down. But you know what? I feel better since I laid my burdens down. So we say, glory, 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 hallelujah. Oh, since I laid my burdens down. Oh, my brothers and sisters, I want you to sing along with us at home.
I want to talk to you for a few minutes from the subject from brokenness to blessing from brokenness to blessing Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall Humpty Dumpty had a great fall all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty 
together again. Our nation is going through a Humpty Dumpty experience right now. We've been battered, beaten, and broken by the circumstances that confront us. Though we will gladly bid farewell to the Trump administration on Wednesday, we still must deal with the fallout of the last four years and the division and vitriol that have been left in their wake. Anger, arrogance, and threats of violence have broken us. We're broken by the dispassionate attitudes shown toward the hurts that many endure because of the lack that defines their lives. Lack of education, lack of economic resources, lack of opportunity, lack of parental guidance, lack of exposure, and lack of expectation. And in our brokenness, we look for those things that can put us back together again. And we are dismayed when we are made to see that there is very little that we can do to relieve our brokenness. But the good news of our text is that God is able to rebuild broken people. God is able to rebuild broken lives. God is able to rebuild broken relationships. God is able to rebuild broken trust. God is able to rebuild broken dreams. Now here's something that's tough for many of us to hear. Often it takes brokenness for us to turn to God in the first place. Before we are broken, many of us operate under the ridiculous notion that we can make it by ourselves. That was the problem with the lost son in Jesus' parable. As long as that young man had money, as long as he had access to the finer things in life, he didn't feel like he needed anyone. He left his father and brother at home because he was confident that he could make it by himself. But it wasn't until life had broken him. It wasn't until he had lost all of his money, all of his friends, all of his influence, all of his pride that he would come to himself and realize there's a better life available to me at my father's house. And just like this lost son, we need to know that there is relief for our brokenness if we would make our way home to our heavenly father. God can mend broken situations. Brokenness doesn't have to become blight. It doesn't have to be forever. We can go from brokenness to blessing. First, consider the reality of brokenness. David is a man on the run. 
King Saul is trying to kill him, even though he has done nothing wrong. As David describes his situation, as he describes the status of his spirit, he says that he is a broken man. He says that in his distress, he turned to friends and neighbors, but friends and neighbors couldn't help him. He says, they want to blot me from their memory. They want to forget me like a corpse in a grave. They want to discard me like a broken dish in the trash. Typically, when, when something is broken, it's considered to be useless. And, and that's what David says here about the attitude of his friends. And it reminds us that people will forget all about us in our broken seasons. People will move away from us in our broken seasons. People will discount us in our broken seasons. When David was living in the king's palace, eating at the king's table, David had plenty of friends. When David was leading armies to victory against Israel's enemies, David had plenty of friends. But when David became a victim of Saul's jealousy and the object of Saul's hatred, when David needed friends, none could be found. And David said that the reality of people defecting from him caused him to experience brokenness. My brothers and sisters, trial often leads to abandonment, and abandonment often leads to brokenness. Trial makes us useless in the eyes of some people, like broken pieces of pottery. And when we're broken, we need to be repaired. In his brokenness, David became discouraged and disillusioned and depressed. In his brokenness, David said, Lord, I'm in deep trouble. I'm so sad I can hardly see. My whole body grows weak with sadness. Pain has taken over my life. I have no strength because I'm hurting so much. My body is getting weaker and weaker. That's the reality of brokenness, my friends. When we're broken, we feel as though our world is crashing down around us. When we're broken, we feel like all hope is gone. But after we consider the reality of brokenness, we also have to consider the reason for our brokenness. I stopped by to tell you, as my friend James Terrence says, on my way to heaven, God is not cruel. He allows things to happen for a reason. And our faith teaches us that there is a purpose to our brokenness. In his brokenness, in his disappointment, in how he has been mishandled by his friends, I hear David say, but I do trust in you, God. I say, you are my God. My whole life is in your hand. My friends, there is purpose in our pain. Paul 
reminds us that all things work together for the good to those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Paul says again, our troubles only last for a short time, but they are earning for us a glory that will last forever. God wants to do something great in us, with us, and through us, but before God can use us, he must permit us to be broken. He must permit us to be wounded. Before we can be a blessing, we have to bleed. Before we can help, we must first know hurt. Oswald Chambers wrote, grapes can only become wine when they have been squeezed. Scripture clearly teaches that, that brokenness precedes blessing. Before Abraham became the father of many nations, he and Sarah were broken by childlessness. Before Jacob could be blessed, he was wounded by an angel in a wrestling match. Before Joseph ruled Egypt, he was thrown into a pit, sold into slavery, and falsely imprisoned. Before Job's estate doubled, he lost everything that he had. Before Moses became the great deliverer, he lost his position, his possessions, and his popularity. Before Joshua conquered the promised land he went through the wilderness before Samson crossed the Philistines he was blinded and bound before David became king he was renounced by his family ridiculed by his foes and rejected by his friends before Hosea became a powerful spokesman for God his wife betrayed him and sold herself to another man before Peter preached the glory of the kingdom he denied Jesus three times before Paul brought the gospel to the Gentiles, he was blinded on the Damascus road. I'm trying to tell you something. I'm trying to tell you that our spirit is released according to the degree of our brokenness. The one who accepts the discipline is the one who can best serve. The more broken we've been, the more sensitive we are to the brokenness of others. When God gets us alone, really alone, when, when, when God breaks us through suffering and through heartbreaking through temptation and through disappointment and through sickness and through failure when God gets us totally alone and we don't have anyone else to call and we don't have anything else eloquent to say that's when God begins to teach us God breaks us so he can remake us that's what Jeremiah said. He, he, he said that God sent him to the potter's house. And he watched the potter shaping some clay. And he said that the clay got marred in the potter's hands. So the potter formed it into another pot. And it reminds us that while folk may throw us away, while systems may throw us away, God will never throw us away. God is the master 
potter. When, when we become marred, God doesn't throw us away. He just shapes us into something else. He just makes us usable for his glory and for his honor. And it's when we surrender to his purpose that we find our purpose. Finally, my brothers and sisters, as, as we consider the reality of brokenness and the reasonness for brokenness, I don't want to leave you without telling you there is a remedy for brokenness. David knew that he could recover from his brokenness if he developed a close relationship with God. You are my rock and my fortress. Lead me and guide me for the honor of your name. David knew that he could recover from his brokenness if he could learn to rely on God. And so he says, in you, Lord, do I put my trust. You are my strength. Into your hands I commit my very life. David knew that he could recover from his brokenness if he would confess to how weak he was without God. You saw that I was hurting. You took note of my pain. You put me in a wide and safe place. God can deliver us from our broken situation and fix our broken lives if we learn how to rely on him David closes his psalm here by offering a word of encouragement be strong all who put your hope in the Lord never give up and the psalmist adds these words for us in Psalm 147 he says he heals those who have broken hearts he takes care of their wounds. Oh, church, if you don't hear anything else that I've said today, hear this. God is able to do what no other power can do. God can mend broken hearts and broken homes. God can mend broken people and broken communities and broken nations. God can mend broken hopes and broken dreams. God specializes in healing broken things. There's a blessing, my brothers and sisters, on the other side of brokenness. There's a breakthrough on the other side of brokenness. There's victory on the other side of brokenness. Somebody's broken today. Somebody's bleeding today. Somebody's hurting today. But I declare if you keep your hand in God's hand, there's a remedy to your brokenness. And so your prayer every day needs to simply be have thine own way Lord have thine own way thou art the potter I am the clay this is what I want you to do I want you to mold me and make me after your will while I'm waiting yield it and still there is a remedy for our brokenness if we just wait on the Lord
Eternal God, our Father, thank you for a word that challenges us to go through our broken seasons, not in fear, because we know that we do not go alone. You have promised never to leave us nor forsake us. As we go through our brokenness, remind us that there is a reason for our being broken, that we might be reshaped into your purpose, that we might be able to do your will. And remind us, dear God, that if we keep our hand in your hand, that there's a remedy for our brokenness. For you heal every broken heart and you bind up every wounded spirit. Bless this simple word which has gone forth. May it be a help to those who have heard. Now, dear God, as we open the doors of your church, if there's someone who's been a part of this worship experience who does not know you or who is out of fellowship with your church, we pray that something that has been said or done would cause them to surrender their lives to you. We ask in humbly the name of your son, Jesus, and for his sake we pray. Amen. Bless the old. 